0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the ME7 podcast. There's a lot to get through on today's episode. A very, very busy week in ME7, one that was perhaps not expected. We saw the reveal of both the second and the third kits for the upcoming 23-24 campaign. Obviously, when the home one was released last Friday, we expected it to be another week or two, probably more towards the two or three week, really, for us to see the new second and third kit. But they were brought to our attention uh, this week the away kit, traditional black and white stripes going back to the roots of the football club as was portrayed in the uh, video featuring Brad Gallinson himself where we saw all about the history and he would have seen it all for the first time himself, I'm pretty sure the history of the club going back to the roots of the black and white shirt, a lot of work went into all of those different um, videos that came out, we were lucky enough to be involved in a, in one yesterday, so thank you to everyone involved uh, in the club for inviting us and some other creators down yesterday to be a part of that. We'll talk about that more a little bit later on when we get on to the subject of Johnny Williams signing for the Jills. But uh yeah, we'll get on and, and talk tonight about the two kit reveals. Obviously we've got Meg who is is a big part of what happened yesterday with with us going down there. So thank you very much for that. And obviously a big part of all the kit reveals that have happened so far. Well so far we've only got three haven't we that have happened. So um yeah, three very, very nice designs. I'm sure everyone'll be happy about that. And uh yeah, there's a lot to get through. We're gonna try and get block pictures on to uh, discuss um, their role in uh, all of the videos that have been released. Um, obviously, they've done a fantastic job. They helped us with the podcast quite a few times. They've done it at Priestfield, and they've gone through and created three really good videos for the reveals of the kits uh, this time around. And obviously, when the first two came out, I myself was a bit like, I don't can't help but think it's being teased as maybe being a possible signing or something like that, as opposed to a kit, but when you see the outright design and all the thought process that has gone into the video and making the kit feel as special as it does, you can definitely appreciate all the great work that's gone into it. And we can see a really nice collection of kits now, you know, the home one is very, very different to what we've been used to in a while. You know, we spoke about that last week. It's traditional colors to a degree, blue and white, but I think the last few years, our kit designs have been very, very lazy. I think they've been very cheap and almost scally-esque if I may say. And, um, yeah, I think these ones show a definite change of what we are as a club and what we can expect and the level of the standards that has gone up. And I think with things like that, it's really key to remember that we are a club with a lot of potential. And I think these sort of kits and the way we've gone about designing them, the whole backlay of ideas I've got into, it shows a real professionalism from the club. And I'm really delighted with how they've come out, as I'm sure everyone in the in the club is as well. And yeah, as I say, hopefully we'll get on block pictures in just a couple of minutes or so to, Talk about all the designs and what went into it and all the video, videography that went into it as well. And, uh, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see all the behind the scenes stuff that we didn't get to see well for the first two kits anyway, how it all came about. Um, but yeah, yesterday was a fantastic day. Um, it was very, very interesting and we're going to get into it very soon. But, um, with the news that obviously came out, and we all know about. But, um, Harry is the first to uh to join us tonight. Harry, it's been a while since you've been on the channel. Obviously, I think it was the Last live show you did. Um, anyone who doesn't know Harry is um probably travelled the most miles of any Jules fan in the uh, last year or so. I believe he made every single game, which is some commitment, especially considering the uh the first half of last season and how that went. But um, yeah, Harry, let's just firstly get your views on because you didn't hear it last week. Um, firstly, give us your views on on the home kit to start with, and then we'll go from there. Evening, mate. Firstly, thank you for that glowing reference. Um, so right. it but, it's um, certainly yeah. needs to be remembered. It's a big achievement. <laughs> Yeah, you could
1: say that. Although first off, of the season, I think I want to forget about most of that. <laughs> to be honest with you, mate. But um, yeah, it's just you know, it's a. I just think the kits they've done so well with them. Um, you know, you had the the mix of, you know, the traditional sort of the black and white away kit, um, which, you know, would for so the older Jules fans would prefer that. And then you've also got the sort of extravagant one, which, you know, which would, you know, you caters to sort of everyone, really. And I think that's what they've done best about it. And obviously the videos and the sort of publicity, you know, it's just something we're not used to. And I think, you know, it's it's really got the, you know, give the fans something to talk about, got a real good buzz about it. And I just think, yeah, I think it's it's very positive.
0: Yeah, so as we go and talk about the kits, so I'll bring in that block to just talk us through every individual thing that happened behind the scenes of each of the reveals. So obviously, we saw the um it was Friday last week, wasn't it? That the home one was uh, was revealed, and we saw that we saw the videography that went behind it. Tom Nichols was the model of the day, modeling the new uh, the new home kit. And they're very impressive. Those pictures that came out not long after of uh, Max Aymar in a strip as well. So um yeah, the people at Block Pictures, if we can just get your overview of how you went about the day how the videography came about the ideas behind the video etc
2: can everyone hear me all right cuz uh, this is uh, i wasn't expecting to be on here tonight but um no. i haven't got any headphones so as long as everyone can hear me yeah we can hear you. um no so it was i mean if you think about it it's been it's been what it's been 7 days um so we we filmed the first the first reveal the first kit uh, we actually filmed that last wednesday um and then that was released on friday um and then the we we had the we had the idea of doing um kind of staggering the reveal because what we didn't want to do is we didn't want to saturate we didn't want to saturate twitter with uh, an abundance of teasers and videos um, cuz obviously eager fans are very eager to just see what it is um so I can fully appreciate that a lot of fans have probably watched the videos that have gone out and thought, "Okay, this is a, this is a bit much." You know, we're not we're not revealing a Ferrari. There's, there's there's no new signing, and and kind of you know we we may have over-egged the pudding. But um, I think the the whole idea of what what the aim was it was to get people excited. Um, we get one shot to show you the kit, um, and I believe every club should should try and do what we've done um because you've only got one shot to reveal it and i feel like if we can reveal it with power and we can get people behind it then um then it's amazing but to give you a little stat um all of the all of the videos and the little teasers combined on twitter alone um in the past 7 days have generated 1.2 million views um, across those videos uh, so it's just it's it's monumental for the club um, and obviously it it was a moving it was a moving part so I wasn't expecting to do the away kit uh, the third kit sorry that reveal this week absolutely not um, and it was it was supposed to be next week it was actually scheduled for next Tuesday um, so it just shows you as well especially when the transfer window opens and you know, there's all of this buzz going on for the for the start of summer and the start of the new season. That you you get a phone call from Joe. Well, actually, I got a text from Joe combar I was lying in bed um, uh, yesterday morning, and it was call me ASAP. Um, and that's where the balls start rolling. So we had the idea to do some kind of fan have a look at the kit, tell me what you think video. Um, but we never really anticipated that that have a look at the kit was going to have a player wearing it.
0: Yeah, the first reveal obviously I thought was 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 really well done. I think the excitement of it, because you know people before the, the kits are revealed, they're all going around with their own theories. It's going to be this color, it's going to be that color. I think obviously with the home one, it's a lot easier to predict considering we played him in, um, in blue the whole time. But I think that, the fact that it has a little white dampener over the top of it, I think looks really nice. I so, like the whole camera angles. The reveal is, like top to bo- uh, bottom to top rather, with um, Nichols being obviously the forehead of the. The introduction to it being the, the model, if, you, if you'll take that as a compliment, I'm sure we will. And um, yeah, it just looked really, really nice. And I think everyone was really delighted with it. I've not seen one negative comment regarding the kit or the way it's been done or anything like that. It seems to be very much a favourite. I know all the pre-orders have been started to be released today. I know a lot of people have got on that. I've pre-ordered all three of them just because why not? And yeah, it's been a really good success. Um, we'll get your views on the away kit and how that went about in just a second. But, Harry, let's get your um your first view on the black and white one. The thing that stood out to me about that is, obviously, I'm not sure when it was. I think it might have been 2017, 18. maybe then, when we had Eves and Handon and that sort of team. We had the uh, centenary kit that year, the black and white stripes, and... Um, I remember we wore it for the first time. I think it was a home win against Burton Albion, And I think we only, off the top of my head, can I remember us wearing it once again? that was a defeat at Warsaw, I think. But that's besides the point. Um, yeah, my, my opinion on that kit back then, I thought the idea of it was good. I like the idea of going back to the roots. I like the commercial side of it as well, with introducing our old history to people who may not have been too familiar with it. But I feel like, again, as I said earlier, I think it was good in theory. But I think in practice, it didn't really come out as well as perhaps it could have done. Again, it's you know, it probably goes back to the budget we had back then and where we were surfacing ideas and kits from and, you know, lackluster planning and things like that. I don't think it really worked out too well, although the idea initially was quite good. But I think this is a kit that takes a lot of the same ideas, but the execution of it is ten times better, isn't it? Oh, we've lost him. Well, anyway, it'll come back in just a second. But uh well yeah, we'll get we'll get blocked again um to just run us through the the video for the second one because obviously Brad's listening to this as well and it was very much as I said before about Brad seeing it for the first time in terms of probably uh, videos of our history dating back years and years and years and years and seeing him watch that just shows how invested he is in the club and it was really nice to see and um yeah, I think in general it was just Bit of like a, a journey through time through, through Gillingham. We saw all our great highlights. Uh, they cleared the two goals we scored against Man City in '99. I was only one at the time, but I think I speak for everyone where it says we cut that clip at the right time. And um, yeah, so talk us through the, the idea of the, the video behind that, and because it does really tie in really well to the whole point of looking at Gillingham for its roots and going back to that traditional colour
2: yeah so i mean in terms of and if we if we speak briefly first of all actually because i didn't really speak on the on the first video um one of the things that i personally didn't anticipate was was the um the i will say it the rumor mill that seems to generate from social media when it comes to fans um so there's one key uh moment for me where i was like oh my god this is this is something else we can we can't actually factor in what way this will be taken by fans and it was um when Bowville got announced i had an idea of merging from the Bowville logo on the back of what they wear every day at work which is a high vis jacket um to the the uh, the new kit the new home kit um i did not anticipate that people were then going to be thinking that the the third kit or the away kit was now a bright luminous yellow with red Bowville. Um, so I need to thank a lot of the fans for kind of steering people away from what the actual video was going to reveal. Um, but if we go back to the, the actual away kit um, the team, the team at Gillingham um, and I'm obviously I'm not, I'm not just saying this because we've, we've just put these out. Um, I couldn't have created what you have all seen without so many intricate moving parts in so many different departments. Um, I mean, first of all, for example, for that, for that second reveal video, Phil with his knowledge of Gillingham and where to go for the clip to get that shot of that goal, to get, you know, that guy screaming at the camera and cut the goal there and clip it here he was just firing off all of these stats from years and years of of video archives um and it was it was amazing to see um that he could just he could just you know think so quickly with that um the idea stemmed from kind of a a, a session of what should we do uh, which came from from Meg. Uh Meg started a little a little WhatsApp group. Shout out to the WhatsApp group, which has literally just got me, Joe Comper and Meg in it. Um I probably don't add much to it apart from them laughing at me. Um but it was it it really stemmed from that. And Joe let me kind of my imagination go. So the 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 projector um that was a, that was a 25 pound Facebook marketplace find. Um, which Brad absolutely loved the second he seen it. Um and the fact that it worked from 1971 was just absolutely unreal. Um, but the idea always had to incorporate the 130 years. Um so we knew we had that on the back of the shirt. The the black and white is going back to you know the the New Brompton the, right at the start. Um so it was kind of how do we bring the modern kit up to speed? Kind of, if it was, if it was a crash course for the kit, the kit doesn't know what it's getting itself into. So, if, we, if we've got a crash course here of what the history means to anyone wearing that kit, um, it had to be delivered in this video. And I think you you just said that you were one during the Manchester um, the Manchester game, and I feel like there's a lot of fans that probably don't know a lot about Gillingham's history. And Brad being one of those fans, because obviously this is this is a new a new a new space for Brad, you know, coming into English football and, and, and trying to learn and develop everything that he knows about Gillingham. So I feel like the best person to have sat in that seat and watched that vintage projector was was that fan that doesn't know much about the history. Um, and Brad nailed it. I mean, if if we're giving out awards, Brad literally, one take Brad, he, he didn't need much direction.
0: Yeah, America is full of great actors. I think Brad can be added to that list. But it's very important you say it like that because Brad is... You see a lot of owners, especially ones that come from overseas, who are more just like interested in the commercial and the profit. They don't really have too much attention in what actually happens on the pitch. Like, I saw something interesting the other day at Man City's owner. The Champions League final last week was only the second game he's ever seen. And you know, Brad, he, he makes extra effort to, to get to as many games as he can. He wants to learn about the club, wants to be a fan of the club. Whereas really interested in that side of it, Just interested in more of the money, profit, whatever side of it and Brad obviously is, whether he likes it or not, sort of become one of us Um, it, but it doesn't get as bad as we've seen the, uh, in the past with him and he can see a lot more brighter days than we have but um, yeah, it showed, goes to show the intent from him and how much he actually cares and uh, it's really great to see. Um, Harry, I don't know if you, did you catch the question I asked before you dipped or do you want me to repeat?
1: No, sorry mate, I didn't, I lost my connection, go on.
0: I was just saying, as we were talking about the black and white away kit, I've just summed it up a bit quicker than I did before. But it reminded me a bit of the one we had in 1718, the centenary one, which was the year we had Eves, handling and those sort of players. And I said back then, in in regards to that kit there, I thought the idea was really good in terms of going back to our roots and New Bromptons, etc. But I think the way it came out was just a bit, it seemed a bit cheap. It seemed a bit out of sorts didn't really have the same effect that perhaps it could have done with a better design and more effort around it etc which maybe just signified you know the financial state of the club and the sort of energy and resources that was willing to be put into it at the time but i think this is a kit that has a lot of the same morals a lot of the same ideas but i think it's done 10 times better than the other one was
1: yeah definitely i think you know social media is so big now and um like you were saying about the, the amount of views with the, you know, the videos and the teasers and things, you know, that sort of build up for it, has just like made it blow up, do you know what I mean, compared to you know, when we got, when we used to release kits it was just like, oh, this is the kit, you know, it's on sale now and I think that's even shown with you know, I've looked on the website today and I think most of the away and the third kit have sold out already you know, and I don't think we would ever have imagined that, um, so yeah, I think, you know, that, like, that, it was just the extra mile they went to like you know, really You know, he said he thinks he over egged the pudding, but I don't think I don't think they did really. I think it was the the right balance of sort of like you want to tease it, but like he said, some people want to see it. But I think it all sort of added up, and I think they couldn't have done it any more perfect, really.
0: Yeah, I think they were done expertly well. And um, yeah, we'll we'll move on to the third kit. So um, yeah, yesterday I got caught about ten o'clock saying, "Do you want to come into the club today to do be part of the reveal of the third shirt?" And obviously, I said yes because why wouldn't I? And yeah, we had, we had um, an interesting drive up there. We were already thinking about the kit. We we're like, what's the kit? That look like all this general excitement, and then we get to parking in Priestfield to get out of the car, and I get a text from Reece, and he just says the words Johnny Williams. So I so I didn't really look at it, think of it really. I thought, well. Because I think that sort of story came out the day before, the day before that. I just thought, well, he's gone to Bradford. Why are you texting me that? But then you go on Twitter within about half a second and it's all over the place. Uh, journalists from Bradford, that Johnny Williams, who was in a hotel room paid for by Bradford, thank you very much for that, by the way, and has uh, suddenly decided at the 11th hour that he's changed his mind and he's coming to Gillingham. So that sort of thing came around really quickly. And um, yeah, regardless of that story, we all came to Priestfield. We uh, sat in the Great Hall for about half an hour or so while we were waiting for our queue to um go down to the the changing rooms we got into the home changing rooms and um you know we were told where to stand have to uh react to what we see in front of us which we all thought would be the kit no one actually had any general interest not interest obviously but we didn't have any idea that it would be what it was and we sort of just went back in the away changing rooms took um went one by one we didn't see the person who went before us till we'd done our bit and yeah, I, I think the most out there prediction any of us had is like maybe it'll be uh, two kits hung up. The first one will be the home one with the front and the back one will maybe have Williams on the back of it or something like that. Little did we know, we um we get our call. Joe goes into the home changing room. We get told, wait in uh, between the doors for 10 seconds and then come in. So I was like, okay, we'll do that. After 10 seconds, I walk in. I, I see the kit and um, instantly I thought, oh I thought the kit would be hanging up why is it hanging in mid-air and I was like oh right someone's wearing it so I look up and there's Johnny Williams and just standing there and I will say I'm not a paid actor my reaction was generally what my reaction was I didn't really know too much what to say I mean considering it was only half an hour or so before we'd heard the news that he was no him go to Bradford and he was apparently coming here it was a very very quick turnaround and yeah I don't think any of our reactions were really um too amazing in terms of like um being over the top or not being natural. I think everyone was natural in their reaction because it was it was a genuine shock, especially for me. I didn't expect him to be standing there. We were all having our little talk before we went down to the um to the changing rooms about you know is he here today or what, is he coming yesterday? My idea was that if he pulled out of Bradford yesterday, we thought he'd be traveling down today, but then coming into the club today as in this today. But we didn't expect him to be be there, and then obviously we we go through the door and there he is standing there, and it was um a crazy crazy experience to be a part of. Um, obviously before that actually when we were sitting in the changing rooms, Neil Harris walked in, none of us expected that. either. We he just came and came in, shook hands, to the low. We thought he was on holiday, and uh, yeah, and Andy well, came in, and then obviously we did our bit. We walked in, and um yeah, there he was, just standing there, and it was um uh, <laughs> yeah pretty surreal experience to to be a part of. So you know, thanks to Joe, Meg, Brad everyone involved in, in selecting us to, to go and be a part of that is an incredible experience to, you know, being the first fans to see our new signing, just sort of standing there in, in just randomly, we we didn't have any sort of clue at all. I mean, it's easy to say in hindsight that, oh yeah, I always thought he was going to be standing there. That was the plan the whole time. Generally, none of us knew he was going to be there at all. None of us even talked about the idea of him being there. The most out there prediction we had is that, the, as I said, there might be a kit with Williams on the back, but that was it. None of us, for even a second thought he'd actually be there standing there, but there he was, and uh, yeah, he was nice enough to come out for five minutes or so afterwards whilst he was taking photos on the pitch and have a little chat with us, and obviously Neil and Hess was there as well, so that was really nice. Um, this is this is a story I'm obviously interested in how the last two kits came about in production-wise, but uh, for, for block pictures, this is one that I'm really interested in, because obviously being there, I, I really am interested in how the whole thing came about, because I'm guessing Johnny was probably standing in the... Um... <coughs> probably in the tunnel when whilst we were in the home change rooms and once we all disappeared into the away one it probably popped in now I'm not really sure but yeah obviously how much was that as a whirlwind for you because obviously as you said you weren't sure that you were going to be doing the kit today obviously you said you thought it'd be next week but I suppose when story comes out I think, I'm guessing the club Meg, Joe, Brad etc probably thought it was a really good idea to mix the signing announcement with the kit announcement as well and obviously it, it came off really well so talk us through that one
2: um like i like i said at the start i i literally got a text message from joe uh joe Cumber. um I, i was having a lazy day i was lying in bed uh joe woke me up with a call me asap um so so the third kit was uh planned to be released next week uh so next tuesday um and Obviously, the moving parts of, of football and, and signings, um, as as I and everyone else kind of seen, um, can't really keep things quiet for long. So, um, I'm making my way to to Gillingham. Um, I'm getting there at two o'clock. Obviously, the signing and everything, all the medical and everything like that's happening, and um, the the fans have been told to to turn up at three, um, and between two and three is when the news obviously started to to come out it was starting to break from a reporter that I would love to have oh he 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 put me on another level um because the plan that we had went out the window because of the signing and now the plan that we've just created is up in turmoil because we, and because we couldn't talk to you guys about it to see what you did know, because we didn't want to let anything out the bag, we didn't know how kind of amped you were about the fact that it was a signing. We didn't know if you kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, so there was that awkward silence between everyone trying to work out whether or not we're still going to pull this off. Um, but in terms of the, the, the logistics, um, we we didn't have him hiding out in the tunnel um he was he was waiting uh upstairs on the on the third floor um so he was he was out of sight he was he was away from you guys and when when we were telling you your mark or when I was telling you this is where you're gonna stand um he he was he was you know a few floors above us and then you all went into the away changing room and that was kind of where your kind of green room was before we pulled you in. he then walked past. The away changing room. So if any of you were eager enough to look out the window, you would have seen him. Um and then got into position. Uh, I have to say it's probably the first and only time I'm going to be in a lineup with a professional football player, because I was shoulder to shoulder with him. Um and the the idea to do this was was purely about the reaction for the kit. Um so I do think and someone who is, you know, some kind of football historian or TikTok historian can, can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think I've got this right. And I said, I think I said this to Joe this morning. I feel like this is the first time in history, maybe it's EFL history, could be the whole of football leagues, that a player has been announced without actually announcing the player. Um, it was kind of just added on to the side of this is our new kit. Um, whereas generally there's a name, there's a handshake, there's the photo, and that's the first thing you generally see. So I feel like we we got away with it, even though the cat was kind of out the bag with what was going on with the press. Um, and the reactions, they were genuine. Um, it, it continued. that We couldn't have put as much as we wanted in because as soon as you stopped talking about the kit, you start naming a person or talking about a person. Um, I think one of them, one person said, we've got the same hair. Um, And I was trying, I'm thinking, there's no way we can try and disguise he's got the same hair as about a a third kit. Um, But it was very interesting to see the reaction when you entered the room, uh, all of you, when you entered the room to that moment of, wait there, what have I got to look at here? There's a guy, there's a shirt, wait there, there's a guy, but that's the guy and that's the shirt, what do I say? Um, so, I mean, from my point of view in the creative side of it, I, I've got to thank all of you for your your genuine reactions. Um, there was a few F-bombs in there, but we did tell you at the start of this, you know, whatever comes out of your mouth, run with it. That is, that is what you naturally think, um, and that's what we wanted to see.
0: Yeah, I was I was guilty of one of those unfortunately. I was just, I was playing my role as I was instructed to. That definitely wasn't just me naturally um having that sort of tone. But um yeah, it was <clears throat> a genuine surprise, which was like the best thing obviously where you say with reactions and things like that. You couldn't have got a more natural one, I don't think, from anyone. I think it was a genuine surprised because we're just gonna show how quickly football moves, I suppose. we found out the story about um him turning down Bradford for us. That came for a Bradford journalist and that was about half an hour 45 minutes before we ended up seeing him so it just shows how quickly things are arranged and things like that and obviously there was no real links on social media between us and johnny williams before that so it just goes to show that some of the best kept secrets are the ones that come out in the end and um yeah was a very big surprise for some so harry um we'll talk about uh, johnny williams in just a second but what's your thoughts on uh the actual kit itself, because I must admit when I first walked in there, I didn't even remember what the kit looked like by the time I walked out because I was that flabbergasted. But um, yeah, it's a nice little pink number. Again, we've had a pink one before back in 2011-12, I think, which was not very nice. And this is, again, another example of how you go back to old kits. Not, I don't I don't think this one is modelled on the other one, old one at all, especially considering how bad the other one is. But it's the first time I've had pink since then, and it's another massive improvement. I think they're the lines down it are very thin. I think that works very well. I think the Boleville, um, Boleville logo is sort of like heavy fonted, if that makes sense, with a little background black in it as well, which I think looks really cool. And I think in general, it's just a, a really nice kit. I'm not sure how many times we'll, we'll wear it just because of how many teams wear, you know, colours that would make you wear pink anyway. I think Grimsby maybe off the top of my head, but, um, yeah, that's what a fair it's for, I suppose. But, um, yeah, it does look very, very nice indeed. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's it's one that's gonna be a big seller. I know when um when Paige saw it, she mentioned about how it looked very her, the organisation she's a part of, I think it will be a big seller amongst um a lot of young young women and, and little girls who sport drills to get a nice pink kit. And I think it's gonna be a very popular one as as suggested by the um the sales so far and the pre sale.
1: Yes, mate. Like I say, I think they've just got the balance so right. Um, like I say, I think the tra- you've got the traditional, which sort of will please sort of older fans. I think, yeah, then the third kit is certainly eye catching. I mean, that's one word for it. Um, but like I say, I think you've got the right balance just between sort of pleasing everyone. Um, you've got the sort of, you know, not that the sort of black and white one is sort of basic by any stretch of the imagination, but it's very, you know, like I say, traditional, whereas the third kit is anything but. So like I say, I think that's what they've done well. Sort of, they've managed to please sort of all the fans, you know, if you most fans will buy at least one kit now because whether it's the home one, the third one, the away one, um, you know, there's something in there for sort of everyone. And I think that's, that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah, I think it does certainly cater to a lot of different audiences now. And I think it looks very good indeed. And I think we've got three, three wonderful kits. So Harry, let's, let's talk about the player himself. Former Crystal Palace, Charlton and Cardiff, most recently Swindon midfielder, Johnny Williams, one of the most creative players in the league, notched 10 goals and two assists for the Robins last year, including one against us inside the first 30 seconds or so of that crazy 3-3 free, free game at the county ground. He's someone who brings a lot of energy, a lot of dynamism. And I think when you're looking at, obviously, the news that came out last week about Alex McDonald uh, leaving and joining Steve Evans at Stevenage, I think it's not only a, a good replacement for Macca, but I'd go as far as to say it's a good upgrade as well.
1: I personally agree. Yeah, I, I was honestly thinking about this earlier when sort of William signed. I was a bit like, mm. you know, I've I had my question marks as many fans did. You know, sort of about his fitness record and things. But then I looked into it, and to be honest, you know, he hasn't really missed many games for Swindon over the last two years. So you know, at this level, you know, he shows he can do it. And, as a, and you like you say, double figures. You, that's the hardest thing at this level is to put the boy in the back of their net, as we found out in the first half of last season. So to have a player that's coming in with double figures at this level, you know, he's not. You know, I think. The big thing was people were thinking, is he a bit past it? But he's only 29 still, you know. I think, yeah, I just, the pedigree he brings, he's on his day, you know, He he's the best player in the league, in my opinion, you know, on the ball. Um, but it's like I said, whether we can keep that for the whole season. That's my only concern. But I think, yeah, it's a big sign-in. Definitely a player we needed, the creativity. Um, and now, you know, uh, yeah, you can't really go wrong personally.
0: Yeah, I think as well, it's it's important to remember, obviously, like we were saying, I had the same thought as you did at first about the injury, so that was kind of the first thing I thought of when I saw his name, but just like you said, I looked into it, I think he played around 35 to 40 games for Swindon last year, he played a lot of games the year before as well, seems to be finding his fitness and his best football at the right time and it makes our midfield very sacked in terms of you know players who can create, you know, you've got George Lair, who's probably one of the better creators in this division, obviously we've lost Mac, I've now replaced him with Johnny, we get to see the Full potential of um, someone like Jaden Clark, for example. Obviously, only played a couple of games towards the back end of last year. We know Dom can bring us forward and create chances, and uh, you know you have the option also of playing Tom as just off the strike or more of a centre forward kind of role and an uh, out and out striker as well. So I think we've got a lot of great options now in terms of people who can create chances and feed people like Hawkins and, and Nichols and whoever else is going to be up there. And uh, I think it's beginning to be the crux of a, of a very. Good team. Obviously, we've still got more signings to come at some point, and I'm sure we'll be adding the right players. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot to look forward to in that sense. Um, and obviously, it's that time of the season where everyone's thinking we're going to get a signing every day. That's unfortunately not the case. But um, yeah, I think this is a, this is a good sign of intent. I spoke to Harris um, yesterday after we did the whole kit reveal, and I was speaking to him about uh, Johnny as well with Hessen as well, and they were all saying he's, he's going to be a really great player for us. And they talked about the story of it becoming. A bit of an 11th hour thing where they dip their toe into the water, if you like, um, at the last sort of minute. I think Wrexham did as well and we managed to sway his mind. Obviously, his family is from here as well and he's alluded to that in his interviews and it seemed to be the right fit from what um, I understand we're not actually paying him any more than Bradford offered him as well. So, I know a lot of their fans are very upset. They seem to think it's a case of he's coming here for the money and when I said to Harris, how do we get it over the line? The first thing he said to me is, it's not about the money. So there you go, like just goes to show that people will come here because they believe in in the process and that's really important, isn't it, Harry, for people to see that we are a club going in the right direction. They've obviously seen our form from the end of last season. I don't think, no matter who you play for, that sort of thing goes unnoticed and you know, Johnny spoke really well of Brad as well and I think that is that is a good thing, isn't it, Harry? People are seeing us now and they're seeing that it isn't just a case of, oh, maybe I'll go to Gillingham because it's local. It's a case of Gillingham being local helps, but also there's a there's ambition here, there's a project here that I want to get involved in.
1: Certainly. I think, you know, you're right. Look, look, uh, locality definitely played a factor. But I think, you know, there's a project here now for players and they want to just sign for Gillingham. You know, the fact is we've competed, uh, we've, we're have we competing with teams at the top end of the division. You know, sort of the favourite, as you say, Wrexham, Bradford, I think there's all Notts County thrown in there as well for these players. And, you know, that's where we should be. We should be competing for these players if we want to be competing at the right end of the league next season.
0: Yeah, we certainly do and I think we will as well. Um, Matt is listening to see if we can get him in tonight because obviously I'd be interested to talk about uh, the third kit with Matt because obviously he was part of the uh, reveal with myself and uh, James and some others yesterday as well. So it would be interesting to see what uh, what he thinks of it. Um, in, t- in terms of you, uh, block pictures, is there sort of like a underground sort of agreement sort of thing that wherever we do bring in signings or things like that in the future, obviously you're not going to know when that is just yet. No one really does, but... I'd like the idea of you guys being brought in all the time to do these sort of announcements, because we do generally do quite boring announcements in the past few years, where it's more just a GIF article, there you go, wham, bam, done. But I think there's a lot more to be said about little build-up videos and things like that to reveal someone. I think that's a lot more interesting. I think it's very much engaging. Like you said, the views earlier, I think they would just continue going the way they are. And I think if you were to be... Involved in that in a more prominent role when we do have signings coming in, I think people would really enjoy that.
2: Um, I mean, the thing is, when it comes to when it comes to on-field operations and signings, um, in, this is this is this is me being completely honest. There's 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 a there's an inner circle, and nobody outside of that circle. Is a... ever... I'm here. I'm
0: not sure if Block heard my. Uh... My question just then or whether my internet just cut off for a second but either way um yeah so this is our second sign of the summer obviously behind Connor um players are due back in for a couple in a couple of weeks time um from your point of view before we uh, get blocked back in obviously there's a long time to go until then what do you think because we haven't actually spoken to you really about um the season kind what areas do you think we specifically need to strengthen in price
1: yeah, I'm not sure to be honest with you. Um I just think there's a few positions where I think I think we're very covered. I think this is the first season in about five years. I've actually thought we're going into the season with like the, the core of a squad. Um we're used to sort of having six or seven, you know, sort of ten at a push. But this season I've gone in and I thought to myself, you know, we, if we go in with a squad we had, not that we'd want to obviously want to upgrade, then I, I would have still thought we'd sort of get top half with the form we had second half of the season. Obviously we want to be pushing for those playoffs and sort of automatics. So we definitely need some sort of you know, additions, and I think definitely we need to fullback back or two. Um, I, I would like another striker in. You know, a real goal scorer. Um, you know, but there's a few positions. It's just like I say. I think we've got a very good core squad, um, and there's sort of only maybe four or five more players who we need to add to that. Uh, maybe a few young players as well. But I think generally, you know, even now it's it's, it's a strong squad for this league.
2: Uh first of all, I haven't paid you to say that um at all. Uh I wasn't expecting that. I heard the first time you said it and you didn't say those words, so that's fine. Um No, I think look, going going back to that that whole um, you know, creating the hype, getting getting the views, getting getting that oh my god, what is this? We've never seen this before. Um is is fundamentally exactly what Brad and Chan going back to what you were saying about, you know, you you feel, and I, I, a lot of clubs will feel this. Um, player announcements, player signings. There's there's been a few, you know, across the board today with other clubs. There's going to be there's going to be a lot more within this window, um, and it does seem to be that generic handshake, photo on the pitch, holding the shirt. Um, and the reason for that, it's not because they're lazy. It's not that they don't have the department to create the video or anything like that. It's because there's 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 an inner circle when it comes to signings. And um, you can't break that inner circle. No one knows about it. you know. So as much as it was top secret for you guys with the player for the third kit, I can tell you now, and um, this might be an exclusive, there was a very, very limited number of people at the club yesterday that knew he was even in the building. Um, and the reason for that is because when there is an announcement, we want everyone to get it from the club we want that announcement to be for the fans by the club what we can't ever do is control the inner circle from the club they're leaving or the club in this case that they've decided not to turn up to so when the rumor mill starts going and and that starts getting out that's the only way really um any normal person like myself or fans are really going to get kind of an insight so to to go back to your question of would Brad and Shannon like to create these kind of videos going forward, um, you know, and have this hype and have this, this amazing quality of of kind of like little, little Marvel trailers? Absolutely, 100%. I think everyone across the board would love to have that in terms of being able to see that across their social media. The issue we have when it comes to signings is we generally do not know when it's going to happen. Um, it, it all fundamentally falls down on when the player's going to walk through the door, if it's even going to happen. Sometimes it's about to happen and it's off. Um, So that's talking from a, you know, like a Crawley Town point of view when I was over there. There's been many a times where you'd be set up and it's going to be right two o'clock, here they come. And then all of a sudden they've decided it's not happening today. Um, So that puts a lot of pressure on trying to not only create the ad for you to see and get that hype but also create something that's unique and different um so when you're kind of thrown, thrown into it at the last second it is quite hard to generate that hype video um but with with enough planning and enough sleep hopefully we can we can continue to to give you your viewing pleasure that you all seem to be loving to see
0: yes certainly did come across brilliantly um Matt and James, we'll bring you both in at the same time because obviously we're about to discuss um, our point of view of what happened today. I went through mine earlier about how the, not the trepidation, but the sort of anxiety of not knowing what might be there, what might not be there. Although we're all pretty convinced it was just a kit. Um, Matt, we'll go with you first because you've been requested for quite a while. Obviously, but the technical difficulties is going to be quite a short part too, but we'll just attach it to the other one anyway. Um yeah, Matt, you tell me about your experience How you, when you got the initial message to come up and what you were thinking throughout the waiting time and then your reaction to what you ended up seeing as well and then James, you'll follow on and, and just say the same and we'll go through that way.
3: Yeah, well, first off, hope you can hear me okay. Uh, yeah, I was, um, obviously, I got a, a message from James yesterday morning saying, uh, are you a free? Uh, later on this afternoon, uh, the club want to do a kit reveal with us. And I thought, well, oh, that'd be quite nice. What, are we going to be working out wearing the kit? Is that what it's going to be? And obviously, I had all the 100 million thoughts going through my brain. And uh, obviously, we got to the stadium. Uh, I got there a little bit earlier yesterday and... Um, as I was parked outside, the news started coming through from uh, the, the Bradford journalist about obviously potentially, you know, Johnny Williams potentially signing for, for us and, and snubbing Bradford. Um, and I think I even remember saying to you guys outside, or oh, imagine if it's, you know, we're going to walk in and it's going to be him standing in the kit. Um and it, even, you know, before I'd even walked in the room and, and got to see the kit, I, I kept thinking to myself, no, it, it's not going to be that. It, it can't be. That, that's not something that that this club is is, is capable of. We're not going to get a, a, a Williams and we're not going to do this reveal. It's it's not going to be anything like that. And then to walk through the door and see him. I mean, I, for those of you that have seen the video, yeah, I was in absolute shock because even though I kind of wanted it to happen, for it to actually happen was it's just amazing and uh, thank you Brad for making it happen thank you Neil thank you Kenny thank you to everyone behind the scenes and i've got to say a massive shout out to block because what a great idea for, for to get the fans involved and your content what you've put out the three videos keep videos has been absolutely
4: brilliant i can't wait to see what else you do yeah just following on from from what Matt said basically i've got yeah i got a call from um, from Brad about about 10 ten to ten in the in in the morning, yesterday morning, and I was like, oh my God, what have I done here? Um and, and and luckily nothing. Um yeah he just he just he just called me and just said, look, can can you get up to the ground this afternoon and and and, and get as many as many of your guys as you possibly can from both the ME seven podcast and and obviously Matt from Jills in the blood and, and, and his crew. Um, can you get up? Because um we we want you to basically be part of the be part of the kit reveal for the third kit. Um, and it was, yeah, we were like, oh my God. Okay. Wow. Um, and we managed to get sort of eight of us between us um, to, to do it. Um, and yeah, like, like Matt said that we, we sort of arrived for, for three o'clock, went into, went into the, um in, in, into the great hall and, and waited around. And then we got sort of escorted down by, by Joe Comper and, and Shannon. Um, and and sort of yeah, then had to wait in the away dressing room, and, and we went in one by one. Um, and yeah, we just didn't obviously know what 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 was going to happen. Um, and and all sort of Nick from from Block's instruction was was that sort of yeah, just look at look at sort of what's in the room, but make sure you look at the centre of the room. Don't be look, sort of looking around it. Look, make sure you come in, look at the kit straight away, and and just sort of react naturally. Um, I must admit, when I walked in as everybody can see, I was, I was shocked and double, t- I had to double take because, um, yeah, I couldn't quite believe that Johnny Williams was standing in front of me, um, in front of the kit, uh, obviously had the kit on um, and I had to double, double take at, at, at the kit. Um, obviously I reacted straight away at the kit and then uh, saying, obviously I love it. Cause I do, I think it's, uh, I think yes, yes, obviously it's pink, but it's, it's different. Um, and it's a much better pink than we had before. It's, it's a high quality kit and it's very, very nice. But yeah, I reacted straight to the kit. Um, and then I think it was either Nick or Joe, I can't remember what one of them said and what about who's in it. And I, I didn't quite obviously get the memo that we, we were able to we were able to react to obviously Johnny being in it. Um, and I, I, yeah, basically I just said, what a massive bonus. And what, what a really nice guy he was as well. He was, he was really more than welcoming. And I think he loved the fact that he got a welcome from from the fans straight away on his first day in the building, um, and then yeah, just sort of went out the went out the went out the, the dressing room in, into the tunnel, and, and there waiting was was Brad and 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 Neil and and Hess, um, and and yeah, can I say for a uh, for anyone for anyone that is listening, I think I think Claire, um, Neil's Neil's wife is listening. Claire, if you're listening to this, Neil has got the worst poker face. Um, possible because um, we asked him a, about Johnny before, and he had the biggest smell on his face, and was like, "Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about." Um, he's got an awful poker face, and I did tell him that. So, um, yeah, it was it was an amazing day, and look, it makes sort of doing this podcast all worthwhile when you get when you get um, when you get opportunities like this to be a part of it. It was it was incredible, and I think it just goes to show the difference in its ownership. Now is that they want the fans to be a part of it. They want, they, they, they come in, they said they want the community to be a part of the football club. They want, they want the fan base to feel like they're a part of the club. I, I don't think since in my lifetime, when was the fans ever sort of a part of anything like that? I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember it. Um, and yeah, I, like I say, I, I can't thank Brad, Shannon, Meg, Joe, Nick from block. Um, yeah. Yeah. All the management, Neil Hess, the whole lot of them, um, for being just yeah, Phil obviously head of media for being just so welcoming and to to all of us and and wanting us to be involved. Um, it just yeah, it makes us it makes this podcast all worthwhile for days like that, hundred <laughs> percent.
3: I've got I've got to add it. Not not even that. I mean, obviously from a. Uh... I, I don't do this podcast for for being able to go and have a look at the state, you know, and, and get these experiences. I do this football club, uh, put, put this uh, podcast because I love my football club, and and that, that that's all we do. We we all love our football club, and the fact that Brad and Shannon know that and care about the fans you know care about this football club as well and they're, they're clearly showing that for me is one of the biggest bonuses that this football club has going forward keep the fans obviously as, as happy as possible obviously there are going to be tough decisions to make going down the road but football without fans is nothing and I, i'm brandon shannon and clearly understand that and i just long live king brad and queen shannon
0: well, oh, you two are going to make me cry. Um, yeah, very good uh, analysis of what happened yesterday. Very, very, very fun. And as James said, we appreciate it a lot.
2: Very, very I much just, so. Can great. I just add something? Because um, uh, James just picked up on kind of he didn't know whether or not he could talk to the player in the kit um, and it, the experience. What I will say, because obviously you, you came in, you left, and then I was in the room with with johnny um he absolutely loved every second of that um he loved the fact of not knowing what you were going to say um how you were going to react if you even knew who he was um so for him to have been part of that as well um I'm, i'm passing this on from him to you guys um he was so thankful for for even getting getting to not only wear the kit and be be the face of the kit, but to actually have that first interaction with fans. Um, because generally you're gonna see that picture on social media and then all of a sudden he's out on the pitch and the only time you're really gonna to get to see anything is if you get that chance to grab your hand and out at the end of a match or, you know, you, you see him in, in one of the lounges. Um so um, the other thing I want to do as well, because I can see she's on here, I need to thank Meg. Um, Meg has been my rock through the whole of this. Um, if you think of that iceberg analogy or that duck on water, um, the club for you guys, um, and this is me talking as an outsider, the club has literally been running and scrambling for the past seven days to get out something that you will absolutely get behind in love. Um, it has not been easy in the slightest. There's been a lot of uh, sleepless nights to try and get things to deadlines so we can get things out for you. Um, and it wouldn't have been possible without the likes of Meg, Joe, Brad, playing his part and Shannon um, and the team meetings that we've had. So the only thing from me as an outsider, as, a, as an organisation outside the club, the only thing from me um, is, for example, Phil as well with with everything that he does. Um is when you see a video and you like it, share it, share it, sing from the rooftops, because every time you do that, there's a potential to incite a new fan somewhere in Kent, somewhere further afield. Um, You know, you don't have to just walk through the turnstiles to be a fan. And if we can spread this community as far as we can possibly spread it, then it's going to give the foundations of this new era, as every fan keeps calling it. It's going to give the best foundations for us to go forward as a club. Um, And I just feel like the the simplest thing you can literally do is like a video and share a video. Uh, You don't have to buy the kit. Although we would love you to buy all three, you don't have to buy the kit. But if you share the positivity and you get behind the message, you're not, as you've just said, there's going to be some tough decisions. But just know that throughout the whole of this, the club... Um, is always in the forefront of everybody's mind whenever there's decisions made whenever there's a video gone out, the way we've done it the way we've shot it, the people we've invited in, the posts that go out everything like that is aimed to give you guys the most information we possibly can but safeguarding the club, Um, so just get behind everything they do because from just meeting them and, and being involved with this so far they are they're they're two amazing people in Brad and Shannon, and the the dream they have for this club is is a dream of a fan. It's not the dream of just business.
0: Yeah, I think that that sums up perfectly, really. It goes with what we've all been saying since you know uh, the turn of the year that this club, where it is in its current state, is unrecognisable from what it was. You know, this time last year, after we just suffered relegation back to League Two, and we were going into what proved to be a summer of turmoil, or a, or certainly a good few months of turmoil before um it all changed in that uh december a few days before christmas when the announcement was made that we were being taken over and we haven't really looked back since and things like this they they show the potential the club has and they show that things are being done professionally they're being done brilliantly and there's a lot of reason to be to be optimistic um yeah we have done two parts of this podcast today because obviously the connection for some reason dropped um Before we uh, wrap it up for tonight, Matt and James, we'll go to you two just for the uh, final closing section because we haven't spoke to you about it yet. But um, just give us your your overview of... um, Obviously, we we said about what we saw yesterday, but just give us a bit more detail about the player that was in the kit and what you think he'll be able to bring to this club, what you think of him as a sign-in, what he's done in past years, obviously, and how he'll come into the club and, and help us go up to the right end of the table. And obviously... If you can remember it from uh obviously I couldn't I saw it straight away, the kit, and then as soon as I realised he was wearing it, I completely forgot about it. So I'm glad he came back out again. But uh yeah, your views on Jolly Williams and the kit itself.
4: Yeah, I think um i got. yeah, I'll go first uh, I think I, I think look, he he's a he's a he's definitely a well known well known name at, at this level and the level above and the level above that. Um He's played Premier League football experience for, for, for Crystal Palace, um, and and he's done done the same for Sunderland at, at Championship level. He's got various promotions um, at, at different levels as well. Um, technically, very 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 gifted. I I believe that his best position um, is sort of in a diamond, and he plays on the left of the the left of the diamond and. And sort of floats and and comes in um, first half against us at their ground this season. Uh, obviously, when he was playing for Swindon, yeah, he was he was he was the best player in in forty five minutes. But they brought him off um, for for some unknown reason. Um, but we've seen it, yeah, we've seen it over a number of years with Johnny Williams. Is that he's obviously played international level as well for 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 Wales um and played at world cups and and euros for for them. um and, and look um you don't go and play in sort of every single division and and, and 300 appearances with a number of assists and goals to his names without being a decent footballer and and I think um I think for me yeah he's he, he's sort of a a perfect player to be in that midfield My one, my one concern is that if he plays, if we decide to play him in the number ten, I don't think George Lapsley can be in that side at the same time, Um, because Lapsley, for me, can can't play as a number eight. So I think, yeah, Neil Neil's got something to sort of decide on that whether he plays Williams sort of in the number eight role and, and plays him off off lapsley. I mean that is exciting in itself is if that he does that because they're two excellent midfielders in this league. Um but it's a really, really good sign in, I think, and he knows how to get out of this league. Um he knows how to get out of the league above and, and obviously he's been put on a long term deal. And the fact of the matter is that we've gone and stolen him off a promotion rival in Bradford at the last minute. It signals intent. It signals that we're not messing about in this window. Um and yeah on the on 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 the last bit of the kit. Yeah. Again, uh, the, the club have smashed it out of the park with, with another brilliant kit. It's, it's lovely. Um, it, it, it yeah, it's, it's out there, but it's different. It's, um, it's, it's got, yeah, it's got, it's got colours to it. It's got patterns. It's, it's, it's in your face, but yeah, look, that's what we want to be. That's what it, it, it you know, what It epitomises what we are this season. We're different. We're loud. We're, we're, we're lively. We're going to be in your face, and to tell you what, Owen. I don't think Cheltenham Football Club are going away anytime soon. Like the slogan goes, "We're sleeping giant." We're the sleeping giant, and those three kits. Yeah,
0: yeah. We took we took them off Bradford, but at least their fans have taken it well. There's not really been any sort of backlash at all, but from them at all, was there? So uh, that's nice. Um, yeah, I think we've lost Matt. Actually, I don't know where he's disappeared to, but. Um... Yeah, well, well, we'll end it there for tonight anyway, but um, yeah, two parts to this, obviously we're going to have to link this second part to the first part, uh, put it in a below tweet because unfortunately the um, the um, connection dropped for whatever reason, but um, yeah, we'll get them two linked together as soon as possible, and uh, yeah, lots of positive discussion tonight. So um, firstly, we want to say, uh, again, reiterate for myself and James anyway, because Matt's um, disappeared, but I'll, we'll talk on his behalf as well. Uh, a big thanks to to brad to to meg to joe to everyone involved with uh with last night uh last night last afternoon nick as well for the filming it was all incredible experience and we're really thankful to be involved in it and uh yeah nick thanks for coming on give us a, giving us the backstory to every announcement we've done so far everyone be very interested to hear about that i'm sure and uh yeah we'll be back uh whenever there's news again i suppose um players about for pre-season, I believe, two weeks, between two and three weeks, something like that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be murmurings or whatever else in between that. And then we'll get on to the pre-season schedule. So lots to look forward to in the coming weeks. And then, of course, we have um, I have our trip to Como, so we'll be doing some content out there as well. But, uh, yeah, lots to look forward to. Johnny Williams is a Gillingham player and the kits are all fantastic. So on that note, we'll see you next time. And up the jules Good night.